Well, Merry Christmas. It's so good to see you all here, and uh, we're just going to have a great time together tonight. So we're going to lift up Jesus and talk about what he did for us and, and uh, sing to him and with each other. Amen? So let's do this. Let's sing. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing for the rain, and the mountains in this blast, echoing their joys. Come on.
Josh Hodson. Oh, here he is. So Josh is like almost not the newest member of our staff. He's been a couple, is this two years now? Josh. We saved him from Minnesota. And, uh, and right then he brought weather. the weather yeah. with him. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, we want to welcome you to our first Christmas Eve service today. I'm um, just grateful to be here worshiping with you guys. Um, today we're going to have some readings from the story of Jesus being born and uh, had some worship uh, intermixed. And so we're just excited here to be with you guys today. Luke 2, 25-33. Now there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And again Isaiah said, The root of Jesse will spring up, the one who will rise to rule over the nations. The, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope and the power of the Holy Spirit.
Next, we're reading from Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. John 14, 25-27 all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give, give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. sweet their songs repeat of peace on earth goodwill to men and the bells are ringing like a choir singing Peace on earth, 
fear about mine. There is no peace on earth, I'd say. For hate is strong and marks the song. you to my two oldest grandchildren. Eden, she's 10, and Liam, he's 11. So they're going to read the verses. Mary's song, Luke 1, through 56. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. 
From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned. 1 John 4, 9 through 16. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. So we know and rely on God, God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them.
go back and sing the first verse. Sing it with us, everybody. You dance over me.
Yeah, you can give the Lord a hand. God is good. And he has blessed me and surrounded me with these amazingly gifted people. On the flute is Ellie Dayton over there, and next to her is Hannah Katz, keyboard and vocals. And kind of hidden back here is Janet Jensen on the piano, and then Spencer Van Pelt on drums, and Mark Longville on bass, and she disappeared. Angela, she's way back there, Angela Van Pelt. And I just want to say before you guys read the incredible thing about the story of Christmas and the reality is that God actually does love you. And we tend to view ourselves through our failures and instead of God's success because when Jesus came, he came with us in mind. And all these songs repeat that beautiful story over and over again that there is a God who loves you. And I would just say that he completely and radically transformed my life when I finally surrendered to his love. And that's why we do this. We're not performing, you know. I mean, it's great, you know, that to be surrounded by musicians this gifted is amazing. There's no doubt. But the reason we do this is because there is a God. And he changed each one of us individually. And if we had time tonight... We could go through everyone on this stage and talk about the revolution that God's love brought in their life. And uh, one of the beautiful people, um, I should say peoples, that God brought to Rimrock Church is Michael Homa and his family, his wife Leslie and Liam and Asher, and they're going to read for us now. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And have being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. John, John 16, verses 20 through 24. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. 
but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until you have not asked for anything in my name, asking you will receive and your joy will be complete.
Merry Christmas. Wow, it's hard to follow a song like that. <laughs> what joy. So the angel said to the shepherds, don't be afraid. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, do not lose heart. What happened that Christmas night? There's a historian named Tom Holland, and uh, he doesn't claim to be a follower of Jesus or a Christian, but he's an expert in ancient Roman Greek culture. And he was asked about his, some of his thoughts, and he said that the, the coming of Jesus and the birth of Christianity in the world was like a shockwave. In fact, he said the world that he studied in depth before the coming of Jesus was unrecognizable to us who live after the birth of Jesus. What happened? What happened that a historian would say there was a shockwave that, that radically changed the world? We know from the scripture in John chapter 1 that uh, one of the disciples of Jesus wrote that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Something significant happened on that Christmas night. As a church, we've been reflecting over the last month on 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And this is what the Apostle Paul says as a, as a follower of Jesus who at one time was an enemy of Jesus and was seeking to kill Christians and put him in prison. But he had an encounter with the risen, resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus. And this is what he says. He says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. And ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Paul began this chapter by saying, don't lose heart. <laughs> don't lose heart. Don't be afraid. You know, this uh, Christmas season, there's a lot of things we look forward to. There's a lot of things I look forward to. There's a lot of things we do culturally that are, are really wonderful things, like we put up Christmas trees and we decorate our houses with lights. So you kids, you had a few days off of school last week, right? And you got to play out in the snow or, or do some fun things with friends. We have families gathering around uh, incredible meals. Some of you have been baking cookies, right? Putting frosting on the cookies. So many wonderful things gathering with the people that we love presence under the trees, right? Wonderful things, good things. But if we're not careful, we can miss something that's so much more profound and that really addresses the greatest need that we have because all those good things we do around Christmas time, we look forward to them. We have great memories with those things. They're good things. But what do we do under the surface? Because I can imagine as some of us gather 
around the tables or with their friends or our family, their neighbors. There's other things happening in our lives. Some of you will have an empty chair at your table of a loved one who's no longer there. Some of you are grappling with an illness or a diagnosis. Some of you have gotten a bad news over the last week or year about job change or, or, or changes that are unexpected in your life. Some of you are dealing with stress and anxiety. Some of you are battling desires and things inside that you don't know what to do with. Some of you are hurting because of the actions of other people. Some of you wake up and you feel despair as you read the morning news and you hear about war and hunger and political dysfunction in our country. You see, under the surface that no one sees, <laughs> right, inside of us, there's so much darkness. And we feel it and we sense it in our world. And this is what Paul is talking about, the darkness of our world and the darkness in our own hearts and that there is a need for a light. Because all the, the good things that we do and the wonderful memories and traditions that we have, even coming to church, all these good things don't really address the hidden, deeper parts, the deeper needs of the struggles and the hardships in our hearts and our lives. This is why I think the Christmas story is so beautiful because Jesus came as the Son of God, as the God who created the heavens and the earth. It says that at the very, at the very creation that Christ was there, that He is the very image of God, as Paul says, that He created the sky and the earth and the stars, and He created you and He created me. This God became man. We call this the incarnation. But in that event, he didn't come to a warm, comfortable house full of a table full of food or a tree full of presents. In fact, he came to a poor woman and a poor man who had to leave their home and travel to a distant town in a place where there was no room for them to sleep. And he had to be born in a place where the animals we're bedding down, a dirty place. And so the Christmas story isn't about the comforts <laughs> of this life. It's about the hardships of this life, the lonely times in this life, the dark things, the hidden things. But God came to that place. He stepped into our world in that place where no one sees, <laughs> that we don't celebrate. He came for you and I not, not what people see, but who we really are on the inside, our hearts. And that's what I love what Paul says is that this God who said light shine of darkness, he made his light shine in our hearts. So what's the, what's the shockwave that happened at Christmas that changed everything? God became man, but he became man for a purpose. He came to bring light to every single person, to you, to me, to us. There's been some beautiful people who've stood up here tonight and read Scripture. And if you've been paying attention, it's following the themes of Advent. As Christians, we believe in Advent, which means the, the expectation of the coming of God. And we've lit candles lighting. And those themes are hope, 
peace, love, joy. These are things that Jesus came to bring to our hearts. On the inside of who we are, to change us, to transform us. Now here's the, here's the deal. We can't get those things on our own. You can't buy them with enough money. You can't work hard enough. You can't earn them in any way. They're a gift. And that's why at Christmas we believe in gifts. And the greatest gift was a gift that we could never afford. That had to be given to us by God himself. And so God stepped into this world to give us a gift himself. <laughs> that's why we say Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. As John said, the God, the Word, became flesh and made His dwelling with us. And God came with gifts. <laughs> he came with a gift that we couldn't get on our own, that only He could give. He came to change our hearts so that we could experience hope, so we could experience love and peace and joy, and so that we can become new creations, new kinds of people, the kinds of people who can shine. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. God loved you so much. He loved me so much that he wanted to give us this gift. My prayer is that this Christmas, you would enjoy the cookies and the presents and the dinner table and all of that, but know that God sees the dark places of your heart, and he made a way for your sins to be forgiven for you to be made new and whole so that you could experience what only God could give you. Would you receive that gift this Christmas? Would you be part of the great story of God changing our world, making this a world where we can experience peace and joy and love and hope? Would you join me in praying as the worship team comes up? Lord, Jesus, thank you for coming into our world. Thank you that you, as the Son of God, humbled yourself by not considering equality with God something to be grasped, but you made yourself nothing, becoming the very nature of a servant. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to give us a gift of life, eternal life, salvation. And Lord, I believe there's someone here this, morning, this evening who needs that gift. They're walking through a dark darkness right now. And they need a light to shine in their hearts. So I pray that, God, by your mercy and by your grace, that you would give them the faith to reach out and to receive the gift. If you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Bible says that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to rescue you. Ask him to deliver you from the darkness. And he will. He's powerful enough. He's able to do it. Would you pray that tonight? Would you receive Jesus as that Christmas gift that will never go away, that will always be there, that will provide everything you need for the rest of your life and all of eternity? We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, come, all you unfaithful Weak and unstable, come. 
Who 
This uh, song you will recognize right away, and we'd like you to sing it with us. And while you do that, Ben, you want to talk about the little candles we handed out? Let's do it. So did you get one of those little candles? So let's turn those on, and you, you can stand with those in the air if you want, and just sing this with us. Come on.
God bless you and Merry Christmas. Please be aware that we would love to have you come join us. Every week we're here Sunday mornings at 9 and 1030. And there's just this amazing group of people who call this place home. So please join us. Amen. Have a great night. Merry Christmas. Fall on your knees.